Hey everybody, it's Melanie, Melanie Nix, and this is the launch of the Soul of a Survivor podcast. This podcast was actually inspired by uh, my manifesto that I wrote a few years ago just to keep me encouraged as I was traveling through this survival journey. So I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share with you and I look forward to this being an open dialogue and a really um, exciting and dynamic exchange. So thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to Soul of a Survivor podcast. I am your host, Melanie A. Nix, and I'm a survivor. I am a 10-year triple negative breast cancer survivor, and this is my podcast, your podcast, our podcast. This podcast chronicles life after a breast cancer diagnosis, a cancer diagnosis, but especially about chasing and achieving dreams after a diagnosis. It's about being fueled by the soul of a survivor. The soul of a survivor is that of the phoenix rising from the ashes. So who am I? Who is this survivor? As I said, I'm Melanie A. Nix, Mel. And I'm a 10-year triple negative breast cancer survivor. I carry the BRCA1 genetic mutation, and I'm fifth generation in my family to have cancer. I am a loved wife of 17 and a half years. My husband, Ray, my co-survivor, loved me back to life. I am a proud mother of two awesome children, my just-turned 12-year-old daughter, Kennedy, and my 14-year-old son, Carter. My kids, my family bring me so much joy and they help me summon the strength and courage to go through my surgeries and my treatments. I was raised in a loving home with my late mother who died of metastatic breast cancer at age 49 when I was 20 years old and in my last year of college. And my sister who has been and continues to be my biggest champion and friend. I have a small but very close group of friends who I've known most of my life and served as my support system during diagnosis and treatment and still today. They are my A-team. And I am in prayer and faith recovery. I was raised and am Baptist, but I struggled with my faith, especially when my mother died of breast cancer and when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Although I struggle, I still believe. I believe in God, and my faith has been a very important part of my survival. So now, let's talk about some of my favorite things, or those things that I cannot live without. I love, love, love music. It's soothing and calming. It's also uplifting and inspiring. Uh, And seriously, when I hear a good beat, it makes me want to dance. But most importantly, it makes me happy. I love movies. It's my relaxation. I just spent the past weekend, which was Easter weekend, 
just kind of binging on some movies because it's just my relaxation. I can get lost in a movie marathon and swept away by a well-written screenplay, nuanced characters, and a layered story. Some other things that I can't live without, of course, my family. They are my oxygen. They definitely encourage, motivate, and inspire me. And included in that family is my small but tight-knit group of friends who are really my sisters, who I don't look at as friends now, like I said, but our sisters, they are my family. Some other things I can't live without, my Fitbit. I've been a post-cancer distance runner and I love tracking my runs. Not so much for speed, but for distance, especially when I'm training. And I like to have my running shoes close by when I travel. I love running on the beach when I'm near water. And speaking of, I couldn't live without the beach. I realized that being by the water, running my toes in the sand, and listening to the waves is so calming for me, and it's restorative for me. More things I can't live without, pretty much anything with pecans. Pecan logs, pecan pie, butter pecan ice cream, turtle candies with pecans. Um, I can't live without a pen and paper. Ever since I was little, I always had a pad or a pen, some type of writing instrument, just always jotting down things. I just think that's how my mind worked. I always liked to take notes and uh, document things that were happening to me and around me. And a nice glass of champagne. Of course, everything in moderation, but I couldn't live without being able to have a nice cold glass of bubbly. Now that you know a little bit about me, let's talk Soul of a Survivor podcast. The last several months have been significant for me. On November 21st, 2018, I hit my 10-year cancerversary, um, surviving triple negative breast cancer. In December 2018, I turned 49, which is almost like a magic number to me because my mother also had breast cancer. And when she died at age 49, I just had it in my mind that it would be significant if I lived at least as long as my mom. Um, It might be confusing for some, but it's been a benchmark for me for almost 30 years since my mother passed away. And as I reach milestones, I've become both very reflective and focused on the future, what's next. And I've become very energized by looking at the ways I've had to transition and manage change and navigate obstacles since my diagnosis, but also about the doors I'm planning to open for myself in what's next, the next phase of my life. And what's next seemed so out of reach after my diagnosis during that dark and cloudy period, but there's been some seminal moments that made me think the sun and rainbows after my diagnosis were possible. I remember shortly after my diagnosis, I'd been in a bit of a funk. Some friends were visiting from out of town and were hanging out at our house. I so wanted to be curled up in my bed watching movies, but I hung out with them and somewhere between our stories and conversation was a whole lot of laughter. And I thought, if I can laugh again, what else can I do? 
And as I moved through treatment and surgeries and basically struggled, struggled, especially through chemo, to just maintain and survive, I kept asking myself, is this all? Is just surviving in this state of funk and just kind of existence all that there is? So don't get me wrong, I am grateful to be surviving, truly, truly grateful. But it seemed like surviving and just existing was all that there was. I seemed like I had this constant undercurrent, like a perpetual funk, like I just couldn't shake and I just couldn't figure out a path forward. I couldn't find my smile again. I couldn't find my energy again. I couldn't find anything that motivated me or excited me about the future Um, with scans, appointments, follow-up, and monitoring. It seemed like my new normal would just be um, just basically, you know, in between doctor's visits and in between anxiety about whether there was recurrence or in between anxiety about some of the um, health scares I've had, which fortunately have been benign. But I started to realize something And again, I talked about that moment that I had that laughter um, after I was diagnosed. And there were other moments that I started to feel like there is something more for me. And there definitely is a reason why I am still walking around, talking, and having the ability to do some things. And what's more for me is chasing dreams. When I was diagnosed, I always used to look at people's um, medical folders. I wasn't looking in them. I wasn't violating any rules. But you know when you get to the doctor's office and there's the receptionist and you might see behind her desk there are all these folders. And some were thin, some were medium, some were very thick. And this was 10 years ago. So this was before we had transitioned to um, online medical records. But I used to look at those folders and I used to wonder what was life like before those folders and what was life like in between those folders. And as my folder grew from one page to 10 pages to 20 pages to several pages, I started thinking about what was between those pages. What were the things that I enjoyed? What were the things that I had wanted to pursue before my diagnosis that maybe I hadn't gotten around to, that now with um, facing you know, a life-threatening illness, I no longer have the luxury of saying, I'll get to that at some point. So I thought about all those things and some of the things I really wanted to pursue. But then I got really scared, and I thought, I'm older now, Um, I'm a different person now, I'm living in this quote-unquote new normal now, will I be able to pursue these things? And I've realized that even cancer can't stop you from pursuing your dreams. I've actually done some research, and I've been so excited to come across some different cancer survivors who've done some phenomenal things after cancer. So that really has inspired me and reinvigorated me and re-energized me. And I'm going for all those things that I had put off or hadn't fully accomplished before I was diagnosed and even some new things. 
So I hope, I hope that you will enjoy being on this journey with me. We are going to laugh. We may cry. We're going to struggle. And as we know, there's not always, you know, a very straight path forward after diagnosis. And I want to be very mindful. Um, I have been through treatment. I, when I was diagnosed, I had um, invasive ductal carcinoma, triple negative breast cancer, and it was a 1.5 centimeter tumor in my left breast. My treatment included a mastectomy, bilateral in my right breast, uh, 16 uh, chemotherapy treatments, a prophylactic bilateral salpingo oophorectomy, and I also had reconstruction. So over a course of about a year, I was going through the surgeries and the treatments, and I am cancer-free. So I don't take that for granted. I don't take it lightly. Um, but I have been around cancer for so much of my life with my mother, my aunts and cousins and other family members. So I know that chasing dreams and living fully in the new normal is not solely for those who are cancer free or out of treatment. And in my research, this is for everyone. I have researched women who have had metastatic breast cancer for years, who are living their dreams, who are fully living and chasing dreams that may seem impossible to those who have the best of health, but probably would seem unattainable to those of us who have had health challenges. But I just wanted to remember that, and I want to be mindful of that. So this isn't just for those who are out of treatment or those who, um, you know, are in uh, stage one of a cancer diagnosis. This is for all of us. And I, I hope to share that and I hope to impart that and I hope to bring in um, other survivors who can share their stories and their testimonials about chasing and living their dreams um, after a diagnosis. I'm really excited and I'm thankful and grateful and so glad that you're a part of this podcast and I hope that you will email me. I hope that you'll leave me a voicemail. Um, I hope that this will be very interactive and I hope that I can provide um, some stories, some information about what I've been doing. I don't want to be preachy, but I hope that I can share my roadblocks and maybe my roadmap things that have worked for me, things that are working for me. And the other thing that I want to share is about this life in the new normal. I'm actually going to do a whole podcast on this, but I've got a new term for new normal. Because for me, for so many years when I talked to people, it was like, ah, I'm living in the new normal. It seemed pejorative. And I just didn't like the connotation. So for me, I've got a new term. So if you stay tuned, I'm actually going to do... Um, a podcast on 
how I look at the new normal, what my new term, my new definition of the new normal is. So I hope that you'll join me for that. But again, this is about, um, you know, facing fears, being extremely terrified, you know, having a fear of recurrence, how we navigate relationships, because as we know, relationships may change after a diagnosis. There are some people that you may not expect to be part of your support team who really show up and are, you know, captain of your support team. And there are some people that maybe you thought would be there who have faded away. Um, we're going to talk about that. You know, I've had a lot of different experiences with relationships, but, but as I've said, I've got my small but mighty support group, which I now look at as my sisters. And of course, I've got my husband who loves me back to life and my son and my daughter. So I want to be ever mindful of that and, you know, just really make sure that I always give a shout out to those people who helped me to get to this position, to help me get to being a 10-year survivor, to help me get to a position where I was able to kind of not look at, you know, all that I didn't do, but look at all that I'm going to do and all that I am doing. So, so glad that you're here. And one of the things that um, you'll, you'll learn from me, I've already talked about this, is my love of music. And one of the things that has really gotten, gotten me through is having some really inspirational songs to really motivate me. And in those moments where I'm just, you know, kind of spent and not really sure what direction to go, especially moments when I was going through treatment and I just really kind of was lost. These were some of the songs that were uplifting and inspiring. So if you are so inclined, send me an email and I will be sure to send you my list of my top 20 inspirational songs, motivational songs that kind of got me to this point. You can email me. My email address is Melanie at BreastCancerComfortSite.com. It's a long one. My name is spelled M as in Mary, E-L-A-N as in Nancy, I-E, at B as in boy, E-R-A-S-T-C-A-N-C-E-R-C-O, M as in Mary, F as in Frank, O-R-T, S-I-T-E dot com. Again, Melanie at BreastCancerComfortSite.com. And I'm so looking forward to being connected to you and um, going on this journey. So thank you so much for tuning in to Soul of a Survivor podcast. I appreciate it.